passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Shore-Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore-Parks. Today is Monday, January 30th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps the show grow, but if you if you leave your best NFL take with a five-star review, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. All right, championship weekend is over in the NFL. Some people feel like that's the last true weekend of NFL football. Now the Super Bowl craze takes over. The game won't be at a home field. It'll be at a neutral site. There's two weeks until the next game. So in some ways, the NFL regular, you know, like the regular NFL that we all know and love, a little bit ended uh, this past weekend. And look, I thought they were both, uh, you know, good games. Obviously, the Eagles win over the 49ers. The quarterback situation for the Niners was a complete catastrophe. I mean, going from Brock Purdy to Josh Johnson to basically having Christian McCaffrey have to run it uh, nonstop for the whole second half clearly impacted that game. Um, But I think the main takeaway from that game was really, the line play. The Eagles were never going to lose that game. I don't care if it was Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, whoever. They dominated at the line of scrimmage. So their offensive line dominated that Niners pass rush. And the Eagles defensive line gave well, whoever was going to be a quarterback no chance there. I mean, for as kind of up and down as Eagles offense might have appeared, they had 21 points in the first half against a Niners defense that was considered the best in the NFL. And they basically just took their foot off the pedal from there on out. So The Eagles-Niners, not sure there's a ton to take away in terms of what you learned about a team, what you learned about the Niners. Um, You know, I do think Brock Purdy going out of that game does in some ways leave the door open for the Niners to make a move at quarterback. If if he would have won that game, you're pretty much locked into him. At this point, I think the Niners have some flexibility to really explore what they think the best option is for the franchise. But but to me, the biggest takeaway was not from that game. That game was over almost right away, and the Eagles have been dominant all year. To me, the biggest thing I took away from this championship weekend was the Chiefs' defense. Yes, the defense. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes was awesome, what he did. 29 of 43, 326 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, all week, and I was certainly 
part of it, right? All week it was maybe Burrow's better. Burrow's the guy you'd want in this game. Mahomes stepped up and he played awesome, especially with that ankle injury. And you could tell it was bothering him. There were times after plays where he would wince. I mean, he was not full Mahomes, but 326 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's pretty good for 99% of the quarterbacks out there. So Mahomes was Mahomes. And I think it, you could tell the game meant a lot more to him because of all the trash talk that was coming, you know, calling Arrowhead, Burrowhead, you know, the, the, all that stuff. So Mahomes, Mahomes was riled up. He got the job done. He gets the win over, over Burrow. So huge moment for Mahomes. And now he's back in the Super Bowl for the third time. But to me, the biggest takeaway was the Chiefs' defense. I think so much, so often we focus on Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and the offense. But the Chiefs' defense is an extremely underrated unit. Uh, had a rough start to the year. And sometimes the first impression can really dictate how you feel about a unit on a team for the entire season. But if you look at what the Chiefs' defense has done, what they're good at, they are very underrated, and I think going into the Super Bowl matchup with the Eagles, the defense is going to be something that people might overlook as being one, you know, a unit that is not just going to be walked over. So what are the Chiefs good at, right? Look at yesterday. They hold Joe Burrow to, to 20 points. They uh, hold him to one touchdown, two interceptions, only 270 yards. Uh, you know, He was a little above 50% completion percentage. His rating was just 70. They shut down Joe Mixon, 19 yards on eight carries. Uh, they only gave up, I mean, just doing the math real quicker, 41 yards on um, 13 carries. So their run defense was awesome. Tiggins, uh, Tiggins, T. Higgins and Chase both put up decent numbers. Both were over 75 yards, but only 20 points from the Bengals um, and only 13 points uh, in the first three quarters. So the Chiefs defense really shut down that Bengals offense. And when you look at the Chiefs defense and what they're good at and, you know, where I think they're underrated. I think their pass rush seems to be one of the more underrated units in the league. I think when you when you look at it, you go, well, they have no great edge rushers, really. Fl- Frank Clark has missed time. Uh, his numbers aren't great that y- this year. Their leading edge rusher is uh, a rookie, all right, right, George Karloftis. I mean, he has six and a half sacks. Good numbers for rookie, but certainly not elite edge rush numbers. Um, Chris Jones in the middle is obviously great, but... Overall, when you look at you know what uh, what the Chiefs have been good at this year on defense, they ended the year number two in sacks, number four in quarterback hits, number five overall in percentage of snaps that resulted in quarterback pressures. I mean, you can make the argument based off that alone. They had the second best pass rush in the NFL this year, behind only the Eagles. And I don't think when you know if you it, I don't think when you just think of the Chiefs and when you talk to you know just kind of like regular NFL fans no one would bring the Chiefs up as having a great pass rush now Obviously, Chris Jones is a nominee for Defensive Player of the Year, so he's getting credit. 15 and a half sacks from a defensive tackle position is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, to be an interior defensive lineman and get that amount of sacks uh, is crazy. But if you look at kind of the two things you have to do as a defense in the NFL, right? There's there's a lot of them, like third down defense, right? All all that, all those things. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But... Overall, the, the, the games are won in the NFL by 
impacting the quarterback in the pocket and by shutting down the passing game. You win in the NFL passing the ball, right? Unless you're the Eagles and you're playing a four-string quarterback, you pretty much have to move the ball up and down the field in the playoffs uh, through the air, right? Uh, the, the rules are bent that way. The money is in those positions. The quarterback, the pass-blocking offensive linemen, the pass-catching receivers, the pass-catching tight ends, like that's where the money is invested in in the NFL. And the Chiefs do two things really well. They get after the quarterback, and they're really good against the pass. They finish the year fourth in the league in net yards per pass attempt. And again, I already said, number two in sacks, number four in quarterback hits, number five in quarterback pressures. There are not many teams in the league that impact the quarterback the way that the Chiefs do. And what's impressive is they do it without blitzing. 14th in the league in blitzing this year. They really don't have to blitz to create pressure, which again is shocking to me because you look at you know their defensive line. Again, George Karloftis, six sacks, and he plays the most snaps of all their ends. Frank Clark, five sacks. He played 62% of snaps this year. After that, like Carlos Dunlap, four sacks. Chris Jones, 15 and a half. And after that, they basically don't have any pass rushing interior defensive linemen. So their pass rush is really just a mixture of role players that really seem to get after the quarterback. And it's a little bit like the Niners pass rush that the Eagles just faced in the way that they had Bosa and then that was kind of it. This is kind of Chris Jones and that's that's it. But they have done an excellent job getting after the quarterback this year. I mean, they were ninth in the league in turnovers forced on defense. So they impact the passer, they create turnovers, and that makes them a really formidable defense. Now, they do allow points, which clearly you're going to sit there and go, well, Elliot, if they give a lot of points, how are they a formidable defense? And it's a fair one, but ultimately they do the things that you need to do in game to, to win and to, to shut down opposing offenses. So 21st in the league in points per drive allowed, not great, right? So so that that is not a great stat, but they do, I mean, 13th and third down defense, so top half of the league in that. When you get in the red zone against them, and I think this is really where they fall apart because they're 13th on third down defense, so they're, they're good at getting off the field. Again, impact the passer, shut down the passing game, but they are 31st in the league in red zone defense. So when you get inside the 20 on them, you can score, and that is an area the Eagles, I think, will be able to attack because they have one of the better red zone offenses in the league. Against the run, the Chiefs are okay. 18th in the league in yards per rush allowed. Uh, Again, not great. Bottom half of the league. But on third down and impacting the passer, the Chiefs were awesome this year. And I think that their cornerbacks are somewhat underrated. Legereus Sneed uh, is their best corner, and they move him all around. You know, they go, uh, he plays slot. He plays outside. He can really do whatever. But outside of that, they're starting two rookies. So the fact that they have two rookies starting in the secondary corner, and then uh, their best corner being somewhat of a nickel corner. Now, he's really versatile, so I don't want to call him a flat-out nickel, but he moves around quite a bit. The fact that they they have had such a good secondary, and again, Justin Reed, Juan Thornhill move all around. They both really spend time in the box. They both go deep. They're really versatile, and that's when you look at that Chiefs secondary. The Chiefs secondary is versatile. Sneed can move from the outside to the inside. Trent McDuffie, capable of going in the inside, I and mean, he played 140 snaps in the slot this year. Jalen Watson is probably their weakest corner. He's probably the one that you know the Eagles will try to pick on, but... If you would have told me a month ago, you know, who would you rather, who would the Eagles rather face in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs or the Bengals? 
I would have said the Bengals, I'm sorry, I would have said the Chiefs because of their defense. And I, I was wrong about that. And I think their game over, over the Bengals showed that. I mean, they did an excellent job shutting down that uh, that Chiefs offense. You know, Chris Jones, two sacks. Uh, Frank Clark, a sack and a half. Uh, they, they got after Burrow. They shut that offense down. And that's why when I think about everything that happened in championship weekend, I think about you know, the Eagles getting there, but you know, not a super exciting game. I think about Mahomes beating Burrow, definitely an exciting subplot. I think to me, the biggest thing I learned over the weekend and the biggest thing that showed up in these games is that the Chiefs defense is way better than people think. And it's going to be a challenge for the Eagles in this game to, to score on them. And really when so much tension goes to the offense, I think it's important to take some time and say this defense in Kansas city has really turned around and, and has been a much better unit this season than they're given credit for. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. And I'll talk to you guys next time.